Hi, I'm Jamie Hernandez, and this is The Ins and Outs with Mackie, a show about awesome gear and awesome people. We'll be bringing you musicians, engineers, podcasters, streamers, and sometimes the occasional Macoid. If you're new to the show, make sure to hit that subscribe button on your favorite platform to get all the latest Mackie updates as soon as they're out. And be sure to check in the description on how you can win an EM91CU Plus microphone. So you may know our guest today as the Warped Tour pop punk icon, Agent M from Tsunami Bomb. Over the years, her music gradually shifted towards synth pop in her duo project, Action Design, then further into her current solo electronic indie pop project, Survival Guide. After a major geographical shift, an acoustic album, some solo touring, experimentation with Patreon projects and Twitch live streams, she is currently working on her second album, starting with her recently released single, Stay Dead. Here to share her musical journey is Emily Whitehurst. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. So nice having you here. How where were you set up right now? Um, it's great to be here, and I am set up in my music uh, streaming studio in San Antonio. Oh, nice, Texas. Yeah. You love Texas. I'm sure we'll get into that <laughs> a little bit later. Um, but yeah, let's let's get started. I'm curious what what was your first experience performing music? Oh. Uh, taking it way back. Um, my first, uh, my first experience performing music ever, like ever, yeah. ever, <laughs> even as a kid, like you got on stage for a contest and yeah, I won. mean, <laughs> I remember, uh, I, I know I can't say for sure if it was my first music experience ever, but somewhere my mom does have a VHS tape of me, um, singing at a Christmas recital in kindergarten, um, so it goes pretty <laughs> far back. Uh, and then, I mean, my first like band, like rock experience on a stage, um, was in high school. Um, I sang at, I sang during my brother's band. My two brothers were in a band together and, uh, I sang a cover, an offspring cover at the at the Mother's Day Fair in my hometown. <laughs> How fitting. Yes. <laughs> That's so awesome. So when so were you playing the piano already or when did that come into play? Uh, I played piano. I did take piano lessons in second grade um, temporarily. I really didn't enjoy it very much. I thought it was really boring. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I do have a small amount of... of um, music reading knowledge. Like I can take like a children's piano book and sit down and take a lot of time to figure it out. But that's about it. Everything I do now is just me messing around and, um, and trying to improve my dexterity. <laughs> well, you look like a total pro. So don't, don't, don't downplay <laughs> <Thanks>. that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I know that you're, you're highly in, influenced by Green Day, um, but you have a really unique and original voice that seems to have followed you throughout your career. What are some of your influences? Um, thank you. First off, uh, you're totally right. Billy Joe from Green Day was my first vocal influence. And um, I really loved the way he sang. Um, I loved his melodies. I loved the way his melodies um, just were unique and interesting, at least to me. Uh, and I love the power behind the vocals. 
And I've just kind of, I feel like I've kind of taken those concepts with me um, through the various bands and styles of singing that I've been doing. Uh, Sometimes I do try to incorporate some softer stuff, but it's really hard for me. It's like, it's easier to just, and it's more, it's maybe it's more fun because it's easier, but I, I love just belting. Um, (laughs) It's just so much fun. And um, yeah, vocally, I don't really have a lot of influences. I, as far as style goes, I just kind of, um, I kind of just hung on to that, that Billy Joe thing the whole time. I've always thought that you had, I don't know if this is, if you've been compared to her, but I always hear kind of like almost like a Bjork influence there. Cause it's oh, like controlled, you I, know, I love that. like you're yelling, but it's controlled. Uh-huh. I, I would love to be more like Bjork. I feel like she has, <laughs> she has such a, such a range of, of ways that she uses her voice. So that is a, an extreme compliment. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. So you're a California native who now resides in Texas. Yes. How has how has this transition been to to this new music scene for you? Um, well, it's been interesting. I've been here in Texas for about four years now. And um I've been kind of not sure what I'm doing. Uh <laughs> the the move sort of threw me into a I was already in a transitional period as far as songwriting and working on what's next. And so removing myself from everything I knew in California kind of left me like even more unsure of what I was doing. So I've just been, and of course, then the last two years, it's like, there's not really much scene um, you know, when there aren't shows happening now, there are shows starting to happen. Um, One thing I do, I guess I can't speak about the last couple of years, but before COVID hit, um, I felt like the San Antonio music scene is more, and just San Antonio in general, is more mellow and easy to work with, kind of. I don't know if that makes sense, but... Totally. Like, more involved, too, at the shows. um, Yeah, just like... I mean, I, I guess kind of more just like, um, if I want to play a show, I can book a show and in San Francisco area, it was not like that. And, and it's just really nice to be like, okay, if I want to play a show, I can play a show. And I mean, that goes along with me being solo as well, For sure. which when I started survival guide, it wasn't solo. Um, and I've been in, as you mentioned, I've been in other bands where, you know, a a number of other bands and it's all depending on everyone else's schedule. So, um, so yeah, I'm not sure if the freedom, yeah, yeah. You got freedom to say yes to everything. Like you said, it's hard to align all those schedules and that one person that doesn't want to do it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm so glad that, that you're able to do that and you have that freedom to finally, you know, just just do what you want to do, you know, not wait for other people. Yeah. So Agent M in Tsunami Bomb was a Warped Tour staple. I mean, I remember my first Warped Tour days going and look, looking for you. Like, yeah. where, where is where is this Aww. freaking amazing person, this woman that's like, you know, there rocking her, her heart out? Um, 
this was during the early years when when there were f- few women seen performing mm-hmm. those stages, you know, was there, was there ever a moment you realized that you were becoming this icon who was actually paving the road for, for other females and to follow? Uh, no, I don't feel like there was a specific moment at all. Um, there was no sort of like, I'm an icon now <laughs> type type thing, <laughs> but, uh, but I did feel really proud of myself, especially when we were, especially when we got to you know, the, the times that we did get to play on main stage, it was kind of like, okay, here's, you know, rise against and my chemical romance or, (laughs) you know, all these other, all the other bands. And, and maybe there's one other band that has a female in it on main stage. So I definitely did feel like, like I was doing something awesome (laughs) for myself (laughs) and, and for the girls that are in the audience, you know? Yeah. Did you ever expect your music to have reached and influenced so many people for as long as it has? Never, <laughs> never, <laughs> never in a minute <laughs> would I, did I think that. I, I just kind of take things as they come. And it's, it just, it's pretty amazing that people still look back to that time and, and uh, that it's, that it's meaningful to people and not just me. <laughs> <laughs> and I love seeing the comments on your survival guide stuff, you know, where people, of course, they know you, they know you from Tsunami Bomb, but they have followed you throughout your career because you've been consistent, you know, and you, you, you're, you're, you've grown and they've seen that. And it, it's really cool to see how they've grown with you and, and they're still, they still have your back, you know, so. I agree. That's, That's the exciting. best thing. <laughs> so, so over the years, your music has shifted from pop punk to synth pop in the action design. Then further into this electronic indie pop realm that you now call Survival Guide, your solo project, um, what what have you learned throughout all of these transitions? Uh, has has there been more advantages being in a solo project versus being in a band? Yeah, I mean, we kind of touched on it earlier. Yeah, I think the main the main thing is is that is being able to decide, like, hey, I I am a solo artist why don't I try playing on Twitch? You know, why don't I try performing on Twitch and see what happens? Or why don't I release a covers album? Like all of the decisions that I make, I feel like, um, I feel very free. I get to do whatever I want, um, which can have its downside as well, because I don't have anyone to, anyone to run it by, you know, anyone to say like, Hey, what do you think? Should I release these covers? (laughs) (laughs) You got to trust yourself. Yes, exactly. I just have to roll with it. And, um, and it's kind of fun and it's much more of an adventure. I feel like in that way. Um, and I have certainly gotten to the opportunity to expand a lot as a musician, um, which is so amazing. Like, I feel like being in a band, I, I love the thing I miss about being in a band and playing with other musicians is the camaraderie of it. And uh, making music with other people is also really fun. But it also has pushed me to, to expand myself musically. So I do feel like I don't totally know what the future holds for me um, as far as whether I continue to play solo forever, or if I, you know, play with some other musicians, but I am really happy that I have 
gotten to do this, um, this solo. And it's definitely a goal of mine to release an album that's just solo because the, the first album, aside from stay dead, which I just released earlier in April. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. On April, on April fool's day. I love the release day. (laughs) You're like, why? Because I can. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so everything before, well, no, I released the covers album too, but everything that was survival guide songs was with, um, Jason, my guitar player, who was in survival guide originally, and who was also in the action design. So now I'm releasing stuff on my own and it just feels really good. I feel like I'm accomplishing things and, uh, and yeah, it's, it's, uh, some of the good stuff about being a solo artist. There's a living ghost that's haunting me. He doesn't even know I can play me see. I don't judge up the dead, leave them instead, keeping all the stories
So when, what can people expect from these new releases? Well, they can expect, possibly, I don't totally know yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of doing what I feel like. And as of now, I think that people can expect uh, things to be maybe even more eclectic. I need to try to make it not too eclectic because I want people to actually enjoy the music, <laughs> but I definitely am like, Oh, why don't I do, you know, I mean, stay dead as an example. Um, I created the whole drum track out of horror movie sound effects and oh wow, yeah, it was just like something that I felt like doing <laughs> and so I did it and, um, there'll probably be more, more random weird things along the line <laughs> as, as more songs are completed. Get your don't is my favorite track on the way to go album. In fact, I like have been singing it all night and day and that it's so catchy. Your, your chorus, like I, I had to learn it. I had to learn it. <laughs> <laughs> What inspires these these oddly catchy songs that are just so uniquely written? <laughs> well, that, yeah, that that one was, um, you know, I just I think that one that chorus because for anyone who hasn't heard it, it just is kind of like taking the words "get your don't don't get your hopes up, don't get your hopes up." I took those don't get your hopes those five words and just sort of threw them in there in just a really nonsensical kind of, uh, kind of order. And, uh, I think that that one in particular, I had the melody first and was just kind of messing around with it, with those words, um, just jumbling them all and then decided to keep it. <laughs> like nothing. <It> <laughs> it's so good. Thanks. So good. <laughs> yeah. After after messing with it, it was like, well, why not? I mean, it's weird, but like, that sometimes that's what makes a song good. You know. Is that how your? How was your? Well, can you talk a little bit about your process? I mean, you spoke a little bit about it, but um, I don't know. What is? What's your process? <laughs> yeah. Um. So so currently, it's a lot different than it used to be. Um, 
used to, I would write almost always, I would write to the music, um, which sometimes I contributed to, and sometimes I didn't in survival guide. I did contribute a lot. I have contributed a lot, even when we were a two piece. Um, now I am still trying to figure out what's the best way for me to write. So I'm just kind of trying all different ways. I try, I've, I've done some, uh, so with, with stay dead, it started with that drum beat with, the with that, um, horror movie sound effect drum beat. And, um, so usually what I do, I've kind of been trying to recreate that in a way, um, where sometimes I'll try to write some music, some pieces of music, and then I will piece together some vocals over that. And usually the way I do that is I have a notebook of free rights. Like I'll just have a, a subject matter, something that strikes me in a certain way. And I will just free write and free write on it. And sometimes as I'm free writing, some, some rhymes come out or some themes or some words that I feel like are, you know, should be highlighted. Um, and so sometimes I will then take that free write and then take that piece of rough music and just kind of see what, what works together, what, what kind of overlaps or whether there's any, any melody that comes out to me while I'm looking at the words that I've written. Um, but I'm also trying now uh, writing like a poem and seeing if I can create a melody just out of nothing. Uh, because I know a lot of, a lot of songwriters, you know, they'll sit down with a piano or a guitar, a guitar and just do the whole song there and build everything else on top of that. So I'm kind of trying that as well. Yeah. It's harder. It's definitely harder. <laughs> I love that you're focused on on the lyrics. I, I that's like so, so such an important part of the song. And it seems like anyone can write a song these days with a cool, um, you know, arpeggiating note, <laughs> you know, and then just just say whatever, and it, and it's a hit, you know. Yeah. But you, you, I really appreciate that that you really focus on on the content that you're writing. So keep doing that, please, because okay. people love it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. you. Also, I appreciate that you like that because <laughs> I kind of feel like a lot of times people don't really, you know, I mean, maybe it's because of those, all those hit songs that just aren't really saying very much. Exactly. <laughs> you also released a 2021 covers album. Yes, Request I did. Hotline Volume 1. How did that come about? That was a covers album that was completely made out of requests from my patrons on Patreon. And one of the rewards when I first started my Patreon was that I would record a cover song for you. And that, that reward tier filled up like right away. And I had like 40 covers to do, to record, to learn. And, and I found, which really surprised me, like a lot of the songs I had never heard before. And I thought that was really interesting that um, for example, on Request Hotline Volume 1, which is a collection of some of the first covers that I did, um, there's songs by Bruce Springsteen that I had never heard, um, David Bowie that I had never heard, or at least if I had heard them, it wasn't, it wasn't a single, you know, these are like B-sides from, from records. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a collection, it's Volume 1. 
Um, I have more that I would like to clean up and release, but for now, um, volume one is out and yeah, they're completely well, except for borderline borderline is a song that I, that I chose because I just wanted to cover that song. So I put that on the record too, but the rest of them are all, um, requests from patrons. That's awesome. You also have a Twitch channel. What, how can people find you on Twitch? What, what, what can they expect when they're watching you on Twitch? I watched a little bit, but I don't want to give it away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I started a Twitch channel with, um, piano. It's, I mean, it's basically this, this setting here. Um, I am, I have my piano set up and I play a distorted bass and sing. And I have a fairly short song list, but I will play requests for people. So I have a list of songs that people can look at and, and there's a whole system, um, where they can request a song and I've got, uh, tsunami bomb songs on there and action design and survival guide. And then I'm gradually learning more of my own songs and more cover songs. I've got a, a, a good, I think I have 47 songs maybe oh, on wow. my list. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then we get to see you in the raw playing on a acoustic piano and it's really cool. You make sure you all check out her, her Twitch channel. It's pretty yeah. fun. Yeah. Every every so often you might see me play a terrible um, pan flute cover as well. <laughs> the bad pan flute jams. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I caught one of those. That, you actually, you did a, what is the the horror song? I'll, I'll have to get Rich to cut it into this interview, but you do the like, ho, 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 ho. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Holy yeah, moly. How did you the song oh, everyone's okay. heard on on a on intense movie soundtracks? How did, how did you learn to, to play that on the pan flute? Was it just the board day? It's just 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 by ear. Somebody people will say, like, uh I've I've done some uh I did Hall and Oats, I did um <laughs> what else? The some gorillas. I can't oh, remember. Nice. So Eye of the Tiger. Just like people will uh redeem their points and request a song. And if I know it, then I'll try to play it on the pan <laughs> flute and see what happens. And it's, it's, it's pretty bad, but fun. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like playing the piano has helped you learn other instruments? Like, especially like things like the pan flute? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it, I'm sure it can't hurt. I definitely have been improving as a musician, improving on, um, on learning stuff by ear. You know, since I, like I said, I can't really read music. So uh, when I'm learning a cover or whatever, I'm, I'm just sitting down and figuring it out by ear. So yeah, I think it probably does translate to the, to the pan flute <laughs> a bit. <laughs> well, to that, I, I, I don't think, I think if you're writing it, you don't have to read it. So you're, you're good. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you have always had a unique setup from singing on telephone mics to performing percussion, playing on multiple keyboards, and even using bubble guns that I've yes. seen in some yes. of your recent shows. How do you how do you find and figure out the setups that will accommodate everything that you're you're gonna do at your your show? 
Uh, everything I've done has been kind of gradually added. So it might seem like it's kind of a lot going on all at once, but really it was like, oh, why not add, you know, here's a song that has, uh, you know, sort of a telephone effect all the way through. Why not just add a telephone mic and try that out, you know, just <laughs> stuff like that. And then my bubble gun actually is, is featured here. I don't know if you can see it in the shot, my little pony back here. That's my current, <laughs> my current bubble gun that I use a lot during my streams as well. <laughs> That's awesome. What's the, what's the strangest thing you've incorporated into your, your show? Uh, probably the telephone mic, or at least, I don't know if it's strange, but it's definitely something that people are always surprised by. Pretty much every time I play a show, people are like, when I'm setting up, people are like, what is going on there? (laughs) Why is there a phone? (laughs) Yeah. Purchase telephone. I know I was. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like, is it just a prop or, or what? Exactly. And then afterwards, people are like, wow. It works. It's a real thing. I know. I I still never forget it. I was in shock when I saw it and was Googling and trying to figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) You are the ultimate touring warrior. In fact, you and I got to play some shows back in my hometown, El Paso, which you have frequented. What has been your favorite thing about, about touring? Oh, man, that's a really hard question. I love touring so much. Um... I love seeing so many different places. I also love the travel in between. I love experiencing new things along the way. And of course, meeting new people. And I mean, that's, that's a lot of things. You ask for one thing, <laughs> but those no, are all okay. the things. <laughs> expand as much as, as much as you need to. Yeah. Um, i what what is it about an area that attracts you to to continue to book their, uh, tours there often? Uh, I I mean, it's nice when there's a good experience all around with a show, as far as uh, the ease of booking it and working with the the booker or the promoter or whoever is running the show, as well as the people attending the show. You know, even if it's not a lot of people attending the show, if they're happy and enjoying themselves and the the booking went smoothly and everything, then it's kind of like, okay, this is a, a place to come back to for sure. Um, so yeah, just, you know, the more positivity, the better. For sure. Isn't that one of, one of the reasons why you moved to, to San Antonio? Just what? The good, for the good crowd? For, for the vibes? <laughs> Yeah. The good vibes. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's definitely, um, it's definitely, yeah. Kind of like I was saying earlier, it's just much more calm here than it was in, uh, up up by San Francisco where it was kind of not that San Francisco is bad, but it just is a lot more frantic and, and fast paced in, in, uh, San Antonio. It's just like, yeah. (laughs) If you want the the fast pace again, you can just go up to Austin right there. Exactly. <laughs> you have you've collaborated with many great artists, including Audio Karate and Mike Herrera of MXPX, who we actually have worked with a few times. What's one of your favorite collaborations you've done? Uh, well, I I mean, I always feel super honored to work with Mike and MXPX because I was a huge fan of theirs when I was in high school. I was like, 
I mean, I'm sure he's, I've, I've been on his podcast a couple of times and I know I probably said it to him that, uh, that I, I mean, when I was in my early pop punk bands, I wanted to be like MXPX. Like I was just, I was in a three piece pop punk band and, uh, just really loved listening to their music. So that I'm, I'm still, I'm just like, this is so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. You're still excited about it. That rocks so hard. That's so cool. (laughs) Yeah. And then you mentioned audio karate too, which is another, like, I feel super honored in a different way because audio karate definitely, I'm pretty positive is a band that we in Tsunami Bomb, we toured the most with. We toured, we toured all over the US with them. We toured Europe and the UK and Japan with them. So it was just like, I I've been in buses. I've, I've lived in buses with them multiple times and it's almost like they're my brothers in a way, in a weird musical way. So, uh, I, I feel pretty honored that, um, that I had the opportunity and that they asked me to, to sing on their most recent record. So I'm hoping to do more with them and with MXPX. Oh, for sure. Me too. Cause everything that you guys have done all together is awesome. Even the Christmas tunes were, were <laughs> fun little jams. Yeah. <laughs>
to most this year? Uh, For 2022? Yeah. I know we're kind of in the middle of it, but Um, we got a lot to work towards. Yeah. I am planning on, maybe you can hold me to this, (laughs) finishing (laughs) writing my album. Finishing writing. It'd be great if I could record it. I'm going to finish writing it. Uh, And I'm really excited about Twitch about getting to perform um, all the time whenever I feel like it because I just really love performing. I really love singing so much. So uh, so I started I started streaming regularly um, earlier this year or no I started streaming regularly last year like towards the end of the year and um, I'm just gradually getting better at it and becoming a better musician and. Um, it's been super fun. So I don't know. I feel like I've been extra excited just about, I didn't, I didn't think I would be this excited about Twitch. (laughs) I guess, I guess that's a good way to put it. I was like, intimidating. yeah, it was super intimidating because it's just, it was so much to set up. Um, and now that I kind of, I mean, there's still a lot more for me to learn and to, and to improve about my channel, but, um, but yeah, I just thought like, oh, I'll try this out and see how it goes. And it's just so much fun. I just like really love doing it. So I'm excited to have that and to continue growing that in conjunction with writing my album. That's inspiring. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Takes. Takes. I think it's a good time for our ins and outtakes, which is a rapid fire of random questions. Are you cool with that? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) So we mentioned earlier, but on TikTok, you perform what you call bad pan flute jams. What what other unconventional instruments do you know how to play? Unconventional. Or uh, maybe Uh, like a random instrument that you bust out and people are like, what? I have a an auto harp. It's oh, currently cool. yeah, it's super out of tune, but uh, <laughs> pretty much anyone can play it. But I I do have one, so I'm going to be adding that to my stream yes. soon. Yes, Tsunami Bomb wrote a record that landed in Rolling Stone's top fifty pop punk <laughs> albums of all time. Yes, yeah. <laughs> what is another accomplishment that you are most proud of? Uh, let's see. I'd say main stage warp tour. Uh, there was a moment when playing main stage in Los Angeles, I just, I looked out and it was like an ocean <laughs> of people. And I, I, I can still see it so well in my mind. So <laughs> I hold on to that. That's so awesome. And I actually, I stumbled on some old um, videos on, on YouTube of you all performing like those early years. So, so 
You get to do karaoke with one of your favorite artists. Who do you Ooh. choose and what are you singing? I oh, feel like man. this is an obvious answer. Oh, you think so? <laughs> yeah, I thought I would for sure think it'd be a Green Day. Oh, well, that, <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. I think if I, yeah, Green Day, that would be this rapid fire. My first thought was Morrissey. Oh, that's a good one too. I just, I mean, it would be so unlikely that he would even <laughs> want to do karaoke, but so maybe that's why it's a good choice. <laughs> Ooh, and what, what are, what are you, what, what are you song? singing? Yeah. What am I singing? Uh, let's see. Well, he wouldn't want to do a Smith song. So maybe we do something super random, like um, maybe we do <laughs> a d- d- duet. Let's see. It would be uh, maybe we do like something from Greece. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say like Barbie girl or something. <laughs> <laughs> Barbie girl. <laughs> that would be so great. Morrissey would have to be, come on, Barbie, let's go party. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I'm going to tag him. <laughs> that works. That works for me. <laughs> if you weren't in the music industry, what's another career you would have liked to uh, explore? If I weren't in the music industry, I would be a baker. I love baking. I love baking um, desserts mostly and cookies and sweet treats. So I would do something like that. I've read about you actually like doing that for your shows, like bringing baked goods and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a sometimes nice I little do. sweet note about yeah. you. That was really nice to hear. <laughs> so you mentioned Morrissey and we talked about Mike and a few people you've collaborated with. Who would you like to collaborate with that you haven't? Let's call them out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would love to do some guest vocals on uh, a Lana Del Rey album. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it would be. Um, I would also like to, uh, I would like to do a James Bond theme. And I would also like to <laughs> be in a David Lynch soundtrack. Oh, I could totally see that. That I'm, I'd be so into that. Yeah. I uh, love that. And Danny Elfman. Let's throw that in there. Oh, I, perfect. I, wanted, I'll, I would do anything with Danny Elfman as well. <laughs> well, well, yeah, we got to make some of that stuff happen. That's okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you could tell your younger self something, what would it be? Don't I get don't, your hopes I don't, up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't have a lot of regrets in life. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I think I would tell myself, what would I tell myself? I already don't get my hopes up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's already one of my mantras. So, um, so yeah, I would say maybe, maybe just get, just be, become a person who loves to exercise. <laughs> Amen to that. Can I ask for that too? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I should probably try embodying this now. <laughs> but I wish I would have done it In my then. future, I hope that I can exercise more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, 
that's a great yeah. answer. <laughs> and for my favorite question, who would play you in the movie of your life? Oh, that's a good question. I've been told that <laughs> I've been told that I look like, um, oh no, now, of course, now I can't remember her name. What's her name? She was in, um, oh, Hillary Swank. I've been told oh, that I, I look like Hillary Swank. Yeah. So I, that's just my first thought. I've been told her and Reese Witherspoon from, uh, when she was, when she had brown hair in, uh, okay. walk the line. I can picture um, that. I don't, I don't know. know why, but I see a little Fiona Apple too in you, even though she's not an actress. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I probably wouldn't pick her because she might not act very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're too you're too good of a bubbly person. Very very different personalities. Well, cool. Any anything else you want to share? You mentioned uh, we mentioned your new single. Where can they go um, check out your new single? Yeah, so um, it's available everywhere where you stream music. Um, it's called Stay Dead, and I've got my Twitch channel going under survival guide music and my Patreon yeah. is just under survival guide. A lot of my handles, you can find a uh, survival guide without any vowels. Okay. And yeah, that's about it. Your cover album too. That's also available on all streaming platforms. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. So check her out. Patreon, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Uh, we'll probably throw it in the description to make that easier. <laughs> Before. Before you go, who do you think we should have onto the podcast next? Oh, well, uh, I mean, off the top of my head, I would say Audio Karate, probably Jason from Audio Karate or, or, or Art, any of those guys. They're really great. And I think they'd be fun to talk to. Well, perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Emily. It's been such a blast getting to know more about your, your musical journey. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Again, I'm Jamie Hernandez, and this is the Ins and Outs with Mackie, a show about awesome gear and awesome people. We'll be bringing you musicians, engineers, podcasters, streamers, and sometimes the occasional Macoid. If you're new to the show, make sure to hit that subscribe button on your favorite platform to get all the latest Mackie updates as soon as they are out. And be sure to check in the description on how you can win an EM91CU Plus microphone. Until next time, Macoids. The Ins and Outs with Mackie is hosted by me, Jamie Hernandez. Produced by Rob Puzzatello, audio mixed by Kramer Nelson, production assistance by Sean Whitmer, and edited by Rich. Some words that should be highlighted. Bowen. The ins and outs theme is by Don Terrell McDuffie.